What's going on, everybody? We got Eric Allen on tonight for Stacking Wins. He brings the heat. He lets it roll. He's a certified John Maxwell coach, host of The Eric Allen Show, and just a all-around badass. Here it is right now. Gentlemen, welcome to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, the podcast where men come to build, battle, and bond together and be the best versions of themselves. If you're a man who's ever felt out of alignment with his purpose, then you're in the right place to reignite the fire and infuse male purpose into your life every single day. And now your hosts, John Doe and Clay Smeltzer. What's going on, everybody? I'm super excited. We got Eric Allen here, powerhouse man, and we're going to be talking about stacking wins this week on the Purpose Infused Brotherhood. I'm super excited about this, and we're going to spend the next 30 to 45 minutes, and we're just going to chat up about stacking wins, how important that is in our lives, because as men, we don't freaking celebrate the wins, and we need to, and we got to stack them up. So we got the man. We're going to be talking about that. At the end, he's going to give you the top three tools so that you can help get those wins and stack those wins up and just feel like you're going out to be a badass every single day. Remember, guys, we are here to when we when we put our feet on the ground, we step across that line and we give it every single thing we got that day. And we want to get those wins. So, John, what's up, my brother? How are you doing? Uh, say what's up and just uh, introduce Eric, man. Yeah, man, I'm super excited to be here. You know, this topic of stacking wins, it's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. So, Eric. Eric Allen, raised in a broken home, battled addictions, jailed at 18, bankrupt at 21, you know, only to turn everything around. 16 years sober, beautiful wife, two kids, host of the Eric Allen Show, a John Maxwell certified coach, co-founder of OperationLife.com, and now helping entrepreneurs get known and noticed online. And besides that, he's also a great member of the CLS Experience membership with our man, Craig Siegel. So... We're also connected in there, so I'm we're, I'm super happy you joined us today, man. Tell our listeners what you got. Dude, such an honor to be here, man. Your guys' show is, is amazing. People need to be just downloading the show and soaking everything up that they can, so I appreciate it. It's such an honor to be here, yeah. guys. Uh, yeah, Eric Allen, man, podcaster, John Maxwell, certified coach, entrepreneur, uh, you know, father, husband, and, and uh, you know, uh, clean and sober for 17-plus years now, man, and so... Uh, yeah, man. I, I love this thing. I get fired up when I get yeah. on podcasts and being a fellow podcaster, I am so passionate about hearing other people's yeah. stories and connect yep. with people. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Well, we, we appreciate you being here and just being able to share your story because, you know, it, what we love about humanity is that we're all different. And in the brotherhood, that's what we celebrate. You know, there's yeah. lots of times, you know, society tries to shove you in this box and say, well, you got to fit here and you got to fit here. And you got we kind of throw the finger up to that and be like, no, we're going to fit in our own box. And uh, yep. and that's the, that's the cool thing. So it, it, and the neat thing is, too, is just ha- having people share stories. So what's a great what one of the things this is stacking wins this week. So what is actually a great win that you had from last week till this week? Oh man, it just happened today. I'm super yes. stoked, man. My my cover feature of Newswire magazine just dropped today. Nice. Super excited about that and working with uh, Curtis over there and and uh Sean French was the contributing editor on that and uh so uh, John knows him as well. Um <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Dude, super stoked to to be with, partnering with those guys and uh, coming on board as a as a sponsor of my show and uh, I'm going to be talking with Curtis on my podcast here in a couple weeks, man. And so nice. yeah, just 
first cover uh, photo shoot for myself. So it was cool, man. Awesome. That's super cool, man. Proud of you. And uh, we'll put the link and stuff in there too. Uh, we got to grab that and we'll put the link into this episode so you guys can check it out here too. So, all right, let's get into it. I want to get into this story because listen, what you've shared with us so far and your bio says that you were not stacking wins at one point in time in your life. And True. now you are stacking wins up big time. So let's get into this. Give us a little bit about, I want two, two kind of ways here. Okay. Yeah. One is share, our, share your story a little bit when you weren't winning and share kind of that mindset. Cause I think the mindset and how we think is what we get. So share kind of that mindset of not stacking those wins when you're in that, in that time period in your life. Yeah, for me, it wasn't, uh, it started early on, man. I, I wasn't stacking wins uh, at a very early age. You know, I, my parents got divorced when I was 11 years old. I ended up fighting my mom's boyfriend when I was 13, busted him in the head with a cast iron pan twice and thought I was the hero. Got kicked out with three months left to my freshman year of high school out there in Stevensville, Montana. And that set me on this path of destruction for the next yeah. 10 years. So didn't, you know, wasn't stacking wins at all. I was stacking, you know, my weed and getting my bong out, right? And like, any acid or mushrooms or pharmaceuticals that I get could get in my system. I was doing that all through high school Ended up getting arrested my senior year of high school. Actually, it's funny because I got arrested for having a bong, which is now legal in the state of Washington. <laughs> but in 1998, when I was a senior, yeah. it was illegal and uh, had to go like black and white chain gang outfit on man, bright orange slippers. It, it, you know, I was 145 pounds. It was, it was scary, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, and then two weeks after graduate high school, I woke up to a post it for my dad. I was living with him at the time, and it said, you can't comply with house rules. You have 48 hours to get out. Mm. And so at that point, I between age of 18 and 21, I moved 21 times. I was not stacking wins, man. I was like going to jobs for getting paid, and, you know, for just a couple months, I'd leave. I could never hold a job. Uh, you know, I think I calculated the other day, my wife and I were joking, because I've, I've probably had 30-plus jobs in my life. Mm. And, you know, I just never stayed at jobs. So wasn't didn't have any direction in my life i grew up in a town where it was either you stayed and got married got pregnant or you got the hell out and i was out man like i stayed for a year to do a little college thing dropped out and moved to seattle um, but i continued to you know live off credit cards and battle those addictions and by the time i was 21 i was twenty eight thousand dollars in debt and had to file bankruptcy man and uh, i i couldn't get a win i felt like i couldn't get a break i was having yeah. that victim mentality like, oh man, like my, my past and all that crap, it's holding me back. I was literally borrowing money from money tree, going to cash advance and paying them borrowed a little bit there. And I was in this vicious cycle, uh, where I couldn't even afford rent. And my, my rent was like 250 bucks a month in this room that I was renting. It was, it was bad. And, um, I landed a job with universal records, man. And, and it was a dream job of mine, but the problem was with my addictions, I was backstage and I was hanging out two to three nights a week with rock stars and, you know, doing drugs and drinking alcohol with all these rock stars. And then came to a halt because I got my one year anniversary and they laid off half the office. This was during the Napster days, totally killed uh, the business industry, the music uh, industry. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> hey, that. Good thing we're old guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. So <laughs> to download a song on dial up. Although I would tell else. you this, Eric. I was a construction guy, so I never even used Napster. That was too advanced for me. It was too high tech for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. It was just like so many like like I I would I don't want to call them failures, but lessons learned throughout yeah. that because yeah. I just I had no direction in life. But I remember there was one moment when I was working for Universal. I was at a concert. I was in my early twenties. There was a lady there that was a rep for a different label. And she was in her early 30s, not old by any means. But at that moment, I remember looking at her going, I don't want to be her age doing this still. Mm. I want to be married and I want to have kids. And I don't want to be hanging out at the bars 
five nights a week. Yeah. And I, it was just this weird moment that I remember so specifically when I got laid off, I was working at Starbucks as a night manager and I'd get off work and I'd go to the store and grab a six pack of beer and go to Hollywood video when those were around and I'd rent me a movie <laughs> and, and drink myself to sleep in my ghetto apartment every night. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until a girl had walked into Starbucks who doesn't drink coffee and said, Hey, we've got this cool college age event down at our church. Would you be interested in going? And I'm depressed. I have no friends. I'm an addict and she's good looking. What time do I need to be there? That's what's going through my mind. Right? Like, you know, um, yeah. and so yeah, man, girl, what do you got? Right. So I, I You're trying to stack felt, a win there for sure. Yeah. You know, I was like finally starting to wake up going, yeah. what am I doing with my life? You know? And uh, so I go to this church event and, and I felt like God was planting a seed in me in that moment. I ended up running guys like I knew from five, six years earlier. I was like, dude, mm. I haven't seen you in forever. And a month later, I was out partying with a band that I was managing. I woke up Easter morning, 2004, and it was uh, surrounded by probably 10 or 15 guys. We were all passed out in my buddy's basement. And I felt God go, dude, you're doing, you're going down this path that's going to end your life real quick if you don't start yeah. making some changes. And I mean, I was down at the bottom of the bottom and I just felt God saying that. And I was like, okay, I'm done. And I quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything at that moment. I said, I'm done. I'm not doing yeah. it. And for me, I gave my life to Christ. I felt that was the, the best, best next step. And I left a voicemail on that girl's phone. I said, hey, thanks for inviting me to that church event. Maybe I'll see you at Starbucks sometime. And well, a month later, we were dating. Now we've been married for almost 18 years. Nice. So. I was waiting for that to come. <laughs> I was hoping that was come. Like, I'm, yeah. dude, listen, like I'm a hopeless romantic. So that's awesome, dude. Like, yeah. I'm so like, that's awesome. We just got the rundown of the Netflix show. So that's good. That's good. That's <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, absolutely. That, that was that was 10 years of not stacking wins. That was yeah. 10 years of just wandering <laughs> lost in the wilderness, yeah. man. You and know that, what? That's, go you ahead. know what, though? Let me, let me jump in here because it reminded me of, and actually, I, I seen my guy Greg Walker uh, comment on your on your post as well. Yes. Greg Walker told me one time. He said, "He said, John, there are no coincidences." Mm. He said it's God's way of staying anonymous. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow." Yeah. And yeah, and and Greg's a great dude, and uh, that's always stuck with me from that. And when you were telling that story, it's like, yeah, that uh, yeah. wasn't that wasn't no coincidence that you were yeah. there at that right time. You know yeah. what I mean? So, good. Sure. I actually cool. have something on my wall here. Uh, that I, one of my guests previously had told me, look, you got to think this way. It was actually, um, Tom McCarthy was on Ed Milet's show after he was on my show, which was really cool. But one of the things he said to me was like, you should always say, or always feel like I'm always in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And, and so that's one of those things that I have on my, my board. When I walk into the office every morning, I look and I think I'm always in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I like that. Down. That's good. So <laughs> look at I'm quoting that on my Instagram. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Do it. To you, <laughs> giving you credit. Nice, nice. And and so what was what was kind of the mindset that you had at that point in time as you went through all of those different struggles? What were some of those thoughts? Because I think some of the times, not some of the times, a lot of times when we get into men get into these cycles, we get into these cycles of like I call it the crazy cycle. Yeah. It's just this crazy shit that keeps going over and over again. So what were some of those things? Because you you obviously had a bunch of different limiting beliefs, things like that. Totally. Um, so thought process, what was going on there? And maybe what were like the two top limiting beliefs that you had? You know, I think for me, the, the thought process was like, I am just going to live this life day to day and really didn't think that I would even make it to 40 years old. Like okay. I, at the time, I was just like, I'm just going to live this life and party it up. And then when God decides to take me, that's when it's going to go down. Like I just, I had no direction. I was barely surviving. And my plan was like, Oh, I'll stay with Starbucks and just work my way up the chain. Right. And like, 
when I got married, I was like, this salary doesn't make crap, man. Like I got to go get a real job, like <laughs> go get, go, go back into sales and stuff like that, you know? Um, but I think prior to me really changing that environment, have that changing of, of my mindset, uh, you know, the limiting beliefs for, for me was like, I'm going to be stuck like this forever. I'm never going to have money. I'm never going to have happiness. I'm never going to have a great marriage because look where I came from. My parents mm-hmm. have been married and divorced three, four times. My wife's parents have been married three or four times. Like there was nothing that was helping me get to that next level. And no matter how much I tried and I had, I had silver, uh, you know, shiny object syndrome forever, right? You know, mm. oh man, there's something that's gonna give me something or give me happiness, or that's something that's gonna bring me money. And I would go all in and then, oh, here's something else. And I go over here. So my limiting beliefs was like, man, I'll, I'll never have the money uh, to buy my own house. I'll never have the money to get out of debt. Uh, and, you know, I'm blessed today to say I'm zero debt. I have zero debt. And so it's it's because I've, I started to stack those wins and work towards getting debt free. That was a goal of mine. And so, I mean, back in the day, the limiting belief was, was tough, man. Um, I had some fun times back in the days, but you know, <laughs> like, uh, I just had no yeah. direction of where I was going to go. Yeah. Did you, have you ever listened to Macklemore at all? A singer? I have. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the glory yeah. days. Like a lot of people, when you listen to it, if you actually, I don't know, you, do you know the song? Uh, like it's the, been a while since I've listened to his stuff, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you go back and listen to it, one of the things, cause like glory days, like, uh, cause that's with him and Kesha. And again, okay. both of those were both at, at you know, at, addicts, alcoholics, uh, in the drug use They're now. Well, I think he's definitely sober. I think she still is. Uh, but they wrote that song together, kind of getting out, but they talk about the good old days. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's what it's called the good old days. But what it really says in like in the last verses, he, he basically says is like, what if we were always wrong? And we always mm-hmm. thought that the good old days were back then when maybe the good old days are right now. And I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> so good. I got chills, man. That's awesome. <laughs> man, like, and uh, like his, his, some of the, some of the, his, like for me, man, it's just that, that song glorious <laughs> excavate, dude, they just chill me to the bone for whatever reason. So guys, I'm plugging Macklemore right now. So just, yeah, go, right just now. go listen. But it's because you've been through. I think people just like yourself and we all have our stuff. We all have those times of the shit field. You know, we all go through that. Uh, For me, I'm divorced twice. Like I've been through it. You know what I mean? I've been sitting on my couch over here having a panic attack because anxiety was that bad going over a TV show going, what the hell is going on here? Like, this Mm -hmm. is not what it was supposed to be. You know, John's gone through his stuff, losing his wife. He did the battles he has moving and doing all those different things. So we all have our battles to go through. What we, what I want you to dive into here now is like, as a man, how do you stack wins? Like, Mm. what are some of those first steps that you can take? Because so many times, like for me, I, I knew I had to do something different, but I just didn't want to do it. So how yeah. do you start that process of stacking these wins? And then once you start stacking wins and you're like, oh shit, yeah, this is, this is, this is what it's like. Now we're going, yeah. but what would you say to guys and our listeners out here that are either part of our brotherhood or mm. not part of our brotherhood, but love listening? What would you tell them if they're in that spot of saying like, Hey, I know, I, I know I got to do something different. What would you say to them to stack those wins? Uh, the, the easiest win that you can get in a day and it's my goal of mine to wake up every day. So yes. if I open my eyes, that's win number one. I'm already stacking win. Oh. And I immediately go, man, thank you, Jesus, for another day that I get to see and hug and hold my family. 
And then I jump out of bed and I make my bed. There's two wins in 15 seconds. So my brain's already going, well, man, we're stacking wins. We're stacking wins right now. So I'm upstairs immediately after that. And for me, it, prayer and worship time is very important. So I get in, I turn on worship music and I just kind of spend time in prayer and prayer for me is very grateful. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about being grateful for, man, I'm alive today. I have an amazing wife. I have great kids. We're debt free. I have a great job. I, have, I get to do podcasting, fun stuff like that. Those are the easy wins. Now, if you're trying to change your environment, like I had to, I had to get away from that party scene. I had to step mm -hmm. away. You have to change your environment and it's going to get uncomfortable when you decide to make that change, but you've got to kind of grab that uncomfortableness and live in it. Yeah. And, and you have to get comfortable being un uncomfortable. And for me, once I decided to change the environment, I replaced all the partying where I found guys in the church that had great businesses, great marriages. They had great walks with Christ. And I took them out to Starbucks. And I was like, dude, I want to understand exactly what you're doing to live the life that you're doing. What are you doing? And it was like pre-podcast days. I was just yeah. taking them in the Starbucks and said, tell me what you're doing, man. <laughs> and uh, so, but it was in those moments that I realized that my past and other people's opinions of me don't define my future. Yeah. Boom. And once I realized that, I was like, man, yeah. the doors of opportunity opened up. And I was like, now we're on fire. Now we're time. Now it's time to start stacking these wins. And that was in my early twenties. I didn't share my story publicly until I was 39 years old. Mm. And so I just kind of built this all up. Even though I was changing my environment, I still was ashamed. I still yep. felt this shame of my past of partying and girls and drugs and all of this stuff that like, I didn't want to tell people I had to go smack a dude in the head with a cast iron pan. Like that's embarrassing, you know, but it wasn't until later that I realized that. So easy wins, man, you wake up, there's a purpose and a plan on your life. Yep. Whether you believe in a higher power or God or whatever it is, if you wake up, there's a purpose and a plan on yeah. your life. And so I think if we can just acknowledge that one, that's a first easy win. And then oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of making your bed, man. Get up and make your bed. It's super easy. But your brain will start to stack those wins immediately. And then you're like 100%. on fire, ready to go for the day. 100%. 100%. I always say, because people ask me, Clay, how's it going? Because I, I st I'm still a teacher this year. And okay. uh, so I teach seventh grade math here. In, in, oh, that's in awesome. Pennsylvania. So. Uh, some days it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love impacting the kids, the system. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. but anyways, uh, the, uh, the, but when I, when I see people are like, Hey, how's your day going? I'm like, great. I woke up and they're like, Oh, and I'm like, no, for real. Like I'm excited about that. I'm like, totally. cause literally, and, and that's where, when we get down to the seriousness of it, uh, and I always tell people like when I woke up before, like you're saying, I think that morning routine is so powerful. What are you yeah. doing in the morning to set yourself up for success for the day? And I think that's what you just gave us. And I love that because it really is. And it's different for every person. It doesn't work the same. Some people are like four in the morning. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I can't do that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm the other end. Like I'll stay up late, but, um, and I'm a 4 a.m. -er. So yeah, I, I yeah. do, I get up at 4 a.m. And, and, you know, but part of my morning routine, it, it starts the night before. With mm -hmm. this book here, I write down my to-do list of what I have to do first thing in the morning. So I don't get up and I'm lost in Instagram or Facebook. Yes. I flip this book open. I go, this is who I have to email. This is the show I have to edit. This is who I have to reach out to. So those stacking wins really starts the night before you yes. go to bed. Um, it, you know, people ask me like, Eric, why the heck do you wake up so early? And my answer to that is my desire to be successful is bigger than my desire to sleep, mm -hmm. period. And so if I am getting up early, that allows me to get my personal development stuff done. It gets, allows yep. me to get like love on myself a little bit before I start a real job. And then at five o'clock in the afternoon, I shut everything down and I don't want to have to eat in a family time. So yeah. the rest of the evening is all dedicated to family, but I wake up early because I, that way I'm not eating into that family time. Yeah.
Absolutely. I, I, I love that. Uh, I do my, that's mine. I have it reversed. I have mine at the, the 10, like nine 30. Cause our, our kids used to go all to bed at nine 30. It's nine 30 on. It's when I, I do the editing, I do this yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's so important to have that set that time for you to be able to do that, to get those charged. I was actually going to, you actually answered my next question, which was oh, okay. going to be, Sorry. Hey, how is that? No, it's, that's great. Because that's, that's the whole piece is getting set up for success. You know, yeah. prior proper preparation yields great results. And if yes. we don't prepare, you can't, you can't be surprised when shit doesn't go your way when you don't prepare for it. So hundred percent. Yeah. John, I see a, a question brewing. You're on mute though, buddy. <laughs> I forgot. I had, I had it on dog protection in case they come running in here. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um, yeah. You know I mean? And that goes back to the one thing, like I said before, the one thing I did learn in the Coast Guard. And not always implemented it for many, many years, but I learned it then uh, was, you know, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Oh, yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You know, and, so Come on. It, uh, and, and with my new job now working uh, with Ken Joslin on, oh, on, his his sale, on his sales team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, he has the, uh, you know, his, the grow stack drive journals, you know what I mean? And yeah. broke down to do that. And I have to be a hundred percent honest. I've struggled with this because that is one thing. And, you know, I kind of had a conversation and I was like, I think it kind of goes back to school and mm-hmm. like the limiting belief of when in school, they used to try to get us to write stuff down like that. And I yeah. hated doing it because I was just disorganized. I had my, like Clay says, his, his uh, disorganized mess. That was me. I was that, you know what I mean? And yeah, kept a lot of it more up in, in my head, at mm-hmm. least it, to what I thought I could do and <laughs> didn't want to write stuff down. And so no. I've got, I'm getting better at it. I, it's a work in progress. So, but yeah, I'm, I do see the value in it now. Yeah. Uh, it's uh it's interesting. When, when I was in high school, the only class I paid attention to was entrepreneurship and uh, sports and entertainment marketing. And, and I took those classes for three out of the four years I was in high school. It was the best classes ever. Uh, Cause we got to go. Yeah, to, I didn't like, even had that class. I didn't even have that. Crazy. I was, I was like, you were going to say like gym class or like study oh, yeah. hall. I was like, that was, those are gym class, study hall and lunch were my favorite, my, my favorite ones. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it was awesome, man. The, the teacher was super intense. Uh, if you were on his good side, man, he took care of you. If you were on his bad side, he'd be throwing shit like through the classroom and things like that, you know, <laughs> but like we got to go on tour, like behind the, when the Seattle supersonics were there, we'd go back in their locker room and check out the game. Yeah, like awesome. it was, it was cool class, man. It was the only one I paid attention to everything else. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So right. let's, let's jump into, let's jump into like current. Uh, yeah. So as we're in the present, because you know, lots of times we, we look at our past to to see what we've done and learn from that. We look to our future to see where we want to go. But in our present, so many times we got for so we're the working family man. We got work. We got all the things we got to do at work. No matter if you're a business owner, if you're uh, a leader, uh, if you're an employee, any of those things. You got the stuff at work. You come home. You're tired. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, like, hey, I got my kids. I got my family. I got to make dinner. I got to mow the yard. I got to get these bees out of my siding. That was me for like three weeks here. <laughs> you know, spraying the crap out of those things. But like, we got all these things going on. So how do we kind of look at stacking wins as as that? Because, you know, we, we want to win at work and we want to win at home. Mm. So let's let's look at winning winning at work first. What are some things that you would suggest in that work, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee, whether you're a leader in your company, 
what are some things that that our our, our guys could do to win to stack wins at work? Mm, yeah, I, and I'm still a full time employee as well. I still work for for a startup company that I that you know been been work from since 2015. So been blessed. Um, so startup, that's been, startup what Eric? If you, can you say with startup what? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, I, I say startup, but they've been around for a long time. But they've been a, a, a very small company until up until this year. Um, but it's a company called Printfection, and they do swag management. So hats, shirts, stuff like that. But it's a oh, SaaS nice. model. Um, and so I do customer success for those guys post sales and just, you know, grow the accounts as we get, get them in. And so, um, awesome. been with those guys. Can I, can I interrupt for one quick section? Of second? course. Yeah. 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 What is, what is SAS? Uh, it's a software as a service. So it's basically, they have to pay a subscription fee, gotcha. um, similar to like your, um, Apple music subscription, stuff like that. Netflix subscription. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I think the way that you stack wins, whether you're an employee or an employer or leader in your company, it's how can you bring value to other people? Mm. And, and I think if we can come in to the day of work and know that, Hey, you know what, this is the company that's blessed me today to be able to pay my bills. You know, if we look at it, like I have to go to work. Well, yeah, that's not really a win, but you get to say, man, I get to go to work because there's a lot of people who they have that flipped. They're like, I have to go to work. The problem is they don't actually have to go to work. They can go wherever the heck they want. They can choose to leave that company if they want to, but they get to go to work and they get to pay their bills because they go and do that work and they bring value. So if we can flip that mentality of like, I actually do get to go to work because there's a lot of people is, I mean, in America, we're very, very spoiled, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who just don't get to go to work because yeah. a disability or whatnot. But man, if you're going to work for somebody, Go 110%. If you're an employer and you have employees, go 110% to make yeah. their day better. You know, for me, it's a personal goal of mine to put a smile on someone's face every day, yeah. whether that's virtually or in person. If I'm at the store, someone's got a name tag on it. Mm-hmm. I want to call them by their name, man, because you see their face light up when you say their name. And uh, so I think as, as an employer on the business side, man, see what you can do to bring value to others. And that will lift your spirit up, man. And, and just... It. Yeah. So I think I always put others first, in my opinion, yeah. when it comes to the, the work side of stuff. And I love how you said that before we go over into the home side. I, I yeah. love how you said that is I get to because, you know, we were talking in the brotherhood this week about, you know, this week we were talking about like pressures that men feel. Mm-hmm. And it's like when we look at it, too, and, and we're mm-hmm. doing we're going through I'm having a first round of um, our program, Get Your Fire Back program. It's a six week program. And this week with the guys, that group of guys, we were working on limiting beliefs, looking at that, and then also taking that and saying, hey, here's my line. What's What does my line have? What's that about? Like, so when I step across this line, what does that mean? And one of the one of the mentalities is when you step across that line, I get the opportunity. When I wake up, I wake up, like you said, and I love this because you're talking my language. So when I wake up, I'm like, damn, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm laying there and I wake up I'm like, oh yeah, like today's yeah. it. And then yeah. I, I physically, so my one part of my morning routine is I will not put my feet on the ground unless I know I can step across that line because my line is that ground, mm. you know, so my foot hitting, because what I used to do, and I think so many men are, are, are felt like you did, felt like I did, felt like John did, all the guys in our brotherhood that feel like that too, is like, when I put my feet on the ground, it's like, it's just off and running and yeah. like, it's 55 mi- million miles. And I used to say, man, oh, I got to go like, oh, shit, I got to do this again. Like Monday comes the weekend. You're like, yeah. And then Sunday comes and you're like, oh shit. And you wake up yeah. Monday and you're like, ah, oh, I got, I, I have to do this again. I have to do yeah. this. And when you switch that mindset to, I get to do this, I get to wake up, I get to step across this line today. That's exciting. Think about mm. your energy and how that increases instead of going, oh, I have to. You're like in the toilet when you yeah. say, 
I get to now I'm like, all right, it's time to fucking roll. Let's do this. And yeah. I, and I think that's one of the things I really want to point out that you said was so important because too many people have that. I have to, especially a working, a working family, man, man, we're just like half the time we would just keep going. We'll grind mm-hmm. the shit out of ourselves. Yeah. Even if we're on the wheel, holding our own head back of our head <laughs> and face to the <laughs> grinding thing, we will still be like, nah, nah, I got it. I got it. And we're bleeding yeah. all over the place. So uh, John, you got something there? <clears throat> no, I get you. Yeah, and that's like we've talked. I've said many a times. You know, I spent a lot of years accepting average and even below average. You know what I mean? And come on. And yeah, and and I've been kind of Clay. I've mentioned it before, and it probably will be, but you know, and it's on my whiteboard up here now. As we heard Craig and our guy Aaron Wexler talk about, you know, release some books and stuff. Is you know, hashtag trying to fix stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've, I've been on a mission, dude, and it's been a journey for four or five years now, you know, getting into the personal development, you know, getting around the right people using Instagram as a tool to, to put myself in connection with people. You know what I mean? Like yourself, with like, like Jeff Bopas and, and, you know, you're Brian, you know, you got Brian with the data podcast, you know, he's yeah. on there with yeah. you, you know, like just <clears throat> getting yourself around those kind of people is you know, a huge step that I've taken to try and make myself better. And I give you credit for that. And then also I'd like to hear more about like your John, the John Maxwell stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's so important to surround yourself with people that are living the life that you want to live. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can get around those type of people that just being in their presence is going to motivate you to be better, 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 be a a better husband, a better father, you know, a, a better entrepreneur, whatever it is. But just being in the presence of the right people, man, yeah. um, that's so important. Uh, yeah, so John Maxwell was, is a guy that uh, – that's, that's my whole shelf right there. I was going to say, man, I see that book back there. And, <laughs> uh, he's such a, a – just a, an amazing man. Yeah. I've never be, been able to meet him, but his books and the way that he portrays himself, mm-hmm. his values and his beliefs aligned with where I was at. And I set a goal this year to be a coach and not just call myself a coach. I really wanted to invest in myself and go through a certification where I could say I actually learned through the same steps as John Maxwell, or I was looking at Tony Robbins and I was looking at other coaches, but I landed on John Maxwell because of his beliefs and his values. And so I went all in. I said, you know what? They have this, you know, you can pay half now. and And I said, babe, I want to do this. So we talked it out. We took some money from our savings. I said, boom, I'm doing it and I'll pay it back. But like, I'm going all in on this thing. So earlier this year, I went all in and and, uh, got into his courses. And and it's been really fun, man, to just deep dive into what his books are and the Mm -hmm. trainings that he does. 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth is just an amazing book Mm -hmm. and be able to deep dive into that stuff. But um, going through the speaking and the coaching um, courses through that has been super helpful just for me personally. Um, But I also want to take that information and be able to share it and impact others too. Absolutely, man. And, And I love Maxwell. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. Um, and that's one of that's my all time favorite quote. And I say it in education all the time. And I talk about it with, when it comes to leadership. Like, that's the truth. Like, uh, yeah. so I, I have my degree to be I have my degree and certifications to be a principal and an administrator in in uh, Pennsylvania. But I, I have not done that just because I can't do that. So I'd be fired in like three days. <laughs> I'm like, I can't handle. Uh, but but what, when it comes down to it, I argued with every single one of my uh, professors because they teach from a book. And I'm like, listen, I was like, you're teaching me management. This isn't leadership. And because here's the here's here's the number one role that an administrator has 
in a school, in a school district, and no matter what, and a teacher has in a classroom is relationships. Mm. That's my number one job, period. That's all I do. You can talk about curriculum, instruction, assessment, all you want, but if people don't know that I care, they're they had they don't care what I have to say ever, yep. and and they're like, well, that's a good point. I'm like, that's the only point. That's the totally. that's, that's the <laughs> totally. only point because nobody's yep. listening to you. Uh, yep. And uh, so so let's jump. And, and I love that because I am a huge Maxwell fan uh, and so forth. So I I love it. I love him uh, just to death. And uh, so let's jump over into the uh, the at home. So we talked yeah. about the work, kind of getting those wins. I love that bringing value. Um, what about the home, the home aspect? How can we stack wins at home? Yeah, I think uh, number one, I would, if you're married or single, it doesn't matter, but, uh, I think you just need to one, how can you help that other person or how can you help yourself? Right. I think sometimes we just have to look in the mirror and it's tough to look in the mirror for 10 seconds at yourself and go, am I where I'm at? Am I where I want to be? Right. What can I do to make my life better? Um, and that's if you're single, but, and if you're married, yes, you have to be strong in yourself to be able to, you know, give that love to other people as well. So I think one, you have to structure yourself around like your standards, set your standards high, stick with those. Don't sway from them. But for me being married for almost 18 years, not every year is rainbows and sunshine, man. Like there's some, what? right? Oh man. Uh, you know, we, there's times when we are like, man, we're just kind of roommates, man. And, and, um, but I think stacking the wins for me is um, I want to show my wife that I'm pursuing her on a daily basis. Yeah. It's not awesome. just, I got married. I got, I said, I do 18 years ago and then we're just here. Right. Mm-hmm. I still have to pursue my wife on a daily basis to show her that I love her and that she feels loved. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, things that have worked for me, and then we've kind of figured this out through the years, but I know that my wife wakes up at six fifteen. I go down at six ten. I give her a foot massage every single morning because I know that, that's what her love language is. She yeah. liked to have that. It's like two minutes out of my day. Yeah. I can go down there. I've been up. I can do that. And then we have this journal. Um, it's a hardcover book in the bathroom that before I leave, after I've showered, I write her note in there every single day. So when she gets That's up, awesome. she sees this note, whether it's just like, man, thank you for an awesome dinner last night, or man, I'm looking to forward to this awesome event we're going to tonight or whatever it is, but I'm putting in there a daily note. And so I want her to know that that is pursuing. So I stack the wins that way. But I also do this thing called five for five. And I learned this through a mentor group that I was in. But when I get off work, I go downstairs, my wife, wherever she's at, on the couch, in the kitchen, doing dinner, whatever it is, we take five minutes, me and her, within five feet of each other, and I just ask her about her day. Nice. What does yep. it happen today? What did you do today? Who did you talk mm. to? You know, Tell me about your day. It's not about me. I don't want to go down there and just start spilling the beans about like, all this other stuff that happened to me, she doesn't care, right? Maybe she does, but I want to show her that I'm first, yep. or, you know, I want to pursue her first. And so yes. I do that and I do the same thing with my kids, right? So when it comes down, I go down, I see my kids, I'm like, dude, tell me about your day. What happened today? Who got in trouble at school today? Like, <laughs> like, Was it know, you? Like, <laughs> you know, so I think we stack those wins by pursuing the other the people that are in our nice. family and showing them that we love them. Um, and yeah, some days are going to be rougher than others. And there's going to be days where we don't want to always do that. But here's the thing is we just keep pushing through that and then it'll be easier. The more times that we can do that. And we just mm-hmm. have to know that the end goal is for them to feel loved yes. and whatever that is that we can do pursuing them, do stuff for them. If it's an act, like I always recommend go read the five love languages. It's a fantastic yep. book, you know, and, and figure out what your spouse's love language is and pursue that. Yep. Right. Absolutely, hundred percent. That's a great book. I, another book I remember, uh, I love, 
And it really helped me out with what you were talking about there with the five for five. Um, that's something that in my first marriage, I was not good at. Like we, my first wife, she would talk and I'd be, if the TV was on, I had no fucking clue what you were saying. Like sure. I heard, but I wasn't listening. There's yeah. a difference. And the one that, uh, that I read is uh, Dr. M. Emeril, Emeril Eggridge. It's Eggridge. I know it's at the end. It's called Love and Respect. Yes. Uh, amazing book. book. I read that and was like, oh shit. Like I could have done a lot of things a lot different uh, than we're doing it. And, and that's one of those. I always have the journal and stuff like that too with me, the 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 book. And I'll go back through it and bring it back in because I think, it, like you said, it's very important. We always got to sharpen, sharpen our edges. And totally. I think sharpen the edge is not only myself, but it's how do we create that relationship with our other people, our spouse, our kids and stuff like that too. And I'm also going to steal that journal. Uh, I love that. That's great. Oh, yeah, uh, John, John wrote it down. Like, like, yeah, he's right. I wrote, I've, seen, I've like, seen it spin right. And he said, Oh yeah, that's getting wrote down. Yeah, yeah. That for sure. Before she hears this podcast and he's going to be like, look, honey. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you credit though, Eric. I'll give you credit. Oh yeah. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's it one thing that I, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things that I really try to do is the the foot massage every day, at least the, through the week. I she sleeps in on the weekends, right? And I'm an early riser. I get up that four a.m. right. But like uh, every day is that book. Uh, every day I got to write something in there. Whether it's man, you look sexy today, or man, you're you're beautiful, right? Something in there. Um, now, when it comes to like getting off work and I go downstairs at family time, I, I'm not always perfect on that five or five, right? Yeah. Like sometimes I will be stuck with a work thing, and I try to put my phone away and not pull it out. Not every day is perfect, but yeah. I try to have that moment with my wife of like just me and her chatting right. for just a few minutes sometime before I crash at nine or nine 30 yeah. at the night, you know, <laughs> which is good. You know I mean? And that's being, you know, like Dave Meltzer talks about all the time is being more interested than interesting. You know I mean? Yes. You take that time to be interested in them and yeah. taking that time to be interested in your kids. You know what I mean? And so that's good. And once your kids get older, how old are your kids now? Uh, they're nine and 12. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like when they start to get older, then they're just like, ah, you know, why are you bothering me? It's like, well, it's not bothering <laughs> yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, uh. no, I think that's one of the things like for me being divorced twice, you know, for me, I'm a hopeless romantic. Uh, you know, love is important, important to me. And it's, I just wanted somebody to love me the way I love them in the back and just for me. And I think one of those things is, is that pursuit, you know, my wife and I talk too, and it's like, I just, I want, I want to be wanted as well. Yeah. I want to be desired. I want to be wanted just like she does, you know? Um, and that doesn't have to be just sexually, but that's also in just to love like mine's physical touch and hers is not. Uh, so yeah. if I would go to try to rub her feet, I'd get a foot in the face. That's what okay. would happen. <laughs> She'd be like, Whoosh! and it'd be quick. My voice quick too. She'd bam. And I'd be like, oh, um, I didn't expect that. Bruce but, Lee that ass. Oh yeah. She would have Bruce Lee'd me for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, like for me, like mine's fit. Mine is physical touch. So it's mm -hmm. like, if we're in a car or like she sits near me in proximity, she knows it's not hers, but she knows and is aware. And there's just times I'm like, hun, I just, I, I need, I need some touch. And it's yeah. not like, sexual or anything it's just yeah, hey sure. i need a hug i yeah. need a something and she'll just come over and be like Pfft. and yeah. i'd be like oh i'm like oh just let it there just let it there and yeah it's like yeah. you know hers is more more of that that quality time you know yep. it's just giving her that time mm -hmm. that i'm i'm focused on her you know and that's one of the biggest things from uh from like my past and and divorces and the marriage that haven't worked is that 
I didn't do that, you know, so mm-hmm. I own that part. Um, yeah. And I had to learn that the hard way, but luckily I learned it so I can do it, do it now and, and be much better at it and continue. But it's also with our kids too, just yes. giving them the time to be able to, to do that too. I mean, you know, and that's, that's with, with myself, I was married yeah. for 20, 26 years. You know what I mean? Wow. I, I always said my wife, I think hated me about 18 of them. Okay. And, and uh, you know, which was well deserved. I mean, I was far from who I am now. You know sure. what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where, and I'll tell you somebody that is really doing a very good job in helping people and helping people realize the fact of how to help in those relationships with like your wives wanting you and stuff like that is, is Keith Yaki. Uh, he, he goes on the married game. Oh, he, okay. uh, yep. He, uh, he's doing a very good job of like, you know, cause the guys got to realize sometimes that you're not putting out a great product. And, and that even if you are, you know, that does, that doesn't mean that she's going to want you And when she doesn't. And then that's the problem causes a yeah. lot of issues. And he's kind of, mm-hmm. then I was that way. I didn't put out a good product to my wife for many, many years. You know, I was yeah. a roofer. I freaking just went and worked and come home dirty and, you know, and tired. And, but so, yeah, once I started to change and get better, things got better you know yeah. so yeah. Sure. oh that was a good one there too um, <laughs> yeah yeah here's, so a, here's a tip for the men too is yes. if you're pursuing your wife they're gonna want to pursue you mm-hmm. right take that first step i know that when i pursue my wife guess what i get a daily flash every day yeah. because i know that i pursue my <laughs> wife and she's if, if she's in a good mood guess what i'm getting that flash every day yes. so for me that's like all right come on let's go you know Winning. Just yeah. that's stacking some wins there that's some good wins <laughs> i love it yes 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 For so sure. let, let's get it we're gonna wrap this up here too so yeah. we, have, we have the time and uh so eric what would the top three tools that our men can kind of use to help stack these wins and it could be in any area but those top three things that we can really take uh, and utilize uh, right away. So it's usable, it's valuable, uh, and they can stack those wins. What would you say they are? Yeah. No, number one, obviously, if you wake up today, then that's that's a win, right? And so mentally go, man, if I open my eyes today, then I my the purpose and the plan of my life has not been filled yet. I still, There's still things for me to be able to do in this life. So number one, I would say just acknowledge that you're awake and alive, right? Um, get a whiteboard, when you get up into your office or wherever that is for you, maybe it's a bathroom, right? Just like put something on there that you know that you want to accomplish, man. I woke up. Great. Check that box made by bed. Check that box. Right. Um, I bought my wife flowers, whatever it is, do that. And um, so whiteboard acknowledging, and then on your phone, set reminders throughout the day to just like pop up randomly on a time that maybe it's every one at one o'clock every day, but have a reminder pop up and go, you're amazing. Like the reason that you have this phone or the reason that you have this family is because you beat the odds, yeah. right? You're actually alive and a reason So set those reminders on your phone, save your screensaver on your phone of your goals, right? Have it in front of you all the time. So I think if we can set reminders that we can, you know, have those things pop up randomly. We might be having like a bad moment throughout the day. Like, Oh man, like I just lost that sale. Right. But if this, all of a sudden this pop-up on my phone comes and goes, dude, you are amazing. You are made it. You're married. You're sober. You're making money. You're providing for your family. Like acknowledge that we're actually doing things in our life. And man, that will change your mindset immediately. Awesome. Wins, wins, wins. I love it. In the black book, man, (laughs) the the black book, uh, anything that you can do, write, write down your goals every single day, man. You know, write down your to-do list the night before you go to bed or whenever that is, but 
you know, those three things are, are top for me. Awesome. Awesome. Right awesome. Great. Let's jump into the quick hit. Yeah. So Eric, you got 10 questions, five seconds to answer each question. Uh, John, I'll start first this week. All right. You got it. All right. Here, Eric, first question. Number one, what's your favorite animal? Uh, it's a, a French bulldog. Okay. Nice. Nice. Work or play? Uh, play. Nice. What's your, what's your favorite word? Um, my favorite word, entrepreneur. Good one. Top book recommendation for our listeners. Um, gosh, I just had it. Uh, in a pit with a lion on a snowy day by Mark Batterson. Mm, okay, in a pit. Okay, all right. I have to get that one. That sounds interesting. It's awesome. <laughs> like, it's awesome. It. <laughs> yeah, it, t- it talks about stepping into our fear, man, and, and going after our dreams and oh, just yeah. beating the odds. And yeah, it's awesome. I, I would definitely it. recommend it. Absolutely. Nice. Who's your hero? My hero, my grandma. My grandma, man. Nice. Yep. Love it. What's your deepest fear? Deepest fear. Uh, not being able to ride for my family. Mm. If you could go back in time to change any part of your life, would you? No. I, 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 you know, I'm here because of the person that I am or because of the person that I was. Yes. Yeah. Right Love it. What do you wish you learned sooner? <laughs> I, I wish i would have learned how to be a biz a proper businessman or proper podcaster uh in the early days man not waiting till i was late 30s <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me I'm, too. Almost, I'm creeping up on 50 air so <laughs> okay. yeah, i'll be 43 this year man so uh, <laughs> i'm the young guy here oh shit okay all right i like it i like it do you prefer the soft cloud version or the sword version of the truth Mm, sword man bring it yes that's john last one what's your biggest strength networking nice awesome well there you go guys we got a little little background of eric in there eric where can our listeners uh find you uh so that the way they can get a hold of you connect uh use your services listen to the podcast where can they go do that Right on. It's just Eric, uh, sorry, Eric Allen Media, uh, E-R-I-K-A-L-L-E-N media.com is the website. And my Instagram, I'm big on on that. So Eric G. Allen, um, again, E-R-I-K, um, G, and then Allen, A-L-L-E-N. And I respond to every comment, every DM. Uh, my YouTube channel is just Eric Allen Media. So we'll love, uh, you know, anyone that wants to go subscribe to the channel, drop it on there, man. Um, those are the two big areas that I'm really trying to focus on growing over the, you know, over the next couple of years is, is my YouTube and Instagram. And, um, but that's where, you know, feel free to shoot me DM. If you have questions, you know, comment on something, I respond to every single one. Absolutely. And I can attest to that because we've talked a couple of different times on those and it's awesome. So go make sure those are going to be in the show notes as well. So make sure you drop down there right now, guys, and go get into there, go link up, uh, share, out eric listen to the podcast go in there rate rank review also as well so that it can expand out for him as well so guys you definitely got some good shit out of tonight uh so you can go and stack the wins at work you can stack the wins at home you can look at that line know exactly what that line is step across it every single day be grateful that you get to step across it every day and go kick some ass and be a man that's on purpose and on fire so again take this episode download it for future use rate rank review this podcast so that we can spread out to more people and go share this with one other man that's out there that you know is going to be able to take this information utilize it and go kill it every single day so eric thank you very much man for being here with us oh man such an honor thank you guys so much hey eric one thing you did say was you know gratitude 
is the the secret juice to life, man. And I'm super grateful for you for joining us and sharing with our listeners your story. And I definitely know they will all be reaching out and connecting with you. So I appreciate you very much, man. Thank you so much, man. Grateful to be here, guys. Absolutely, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great one. Listeners, we will see you next week.